We stay with uh, that story, the focus, of course, of uh, um, the DERCO, the Department of International Relations, confirming that U.S. Ambassador to South Africa, Ruben Bridgetti, has since apologized. A short uh, State Department statement has also underscored the importance of the U.S.-South Africa strategic partnership. This after um, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken having a conversation, a telephonic conversation with the Minister of International Relations, Dr. Naledi Pan. The presidency has said the government has undertaken to set up an independent inquiry to be led by a retired judge into the Russian ammunition accusations. This is what uh, Clayson Munyela, spokesperson of Durko, had to say. Ambassador Ruben E. Brigadi admitted that he crossed the line and apologized unreservedly to the government and people of South Africa. South Africa is known globally for having one of the most stringent processes when selling arms to other countries. The process is managed by the National Convention Arms Control Committee, which was created through an act of parliament. The voice there of Durko spokesperson Clayson Munyela. For more now on this, let's now speak to Guy Martin, who is editor of Defence Web, an online African defence and security news publication. Guy, very good morning to you. Of course, the latest now on the story is an apology uh, from uh, the ambassador of the US to South Africa, Ruben Brigadi, after he very confidently said that, and in fact said he would put, you know, he can put his life on this. So very very bold statement he he uttered confidently that uh, there were in fact arms loaded on the lady r what do you make of of, of this uh, latest development good morning and thanks for having me um, i was quite skeptical to, uh, from the very beginning uh, about this the allegations that uh, weapons were were loaded and ultimately i think it was overreach on uh, Ambassador Brigitte's part and perhaps part of uh, frustration with South Africa's um, stance towards Ukraine sort of bubbling over from the American side. Mm-hmm. I think that's ultimately what what uh, precipitated these um, somewhat irresponsible remarks. Um, but it's, it's quite puzzling that the Americans would come out with these allegations, which would one would think they would have proper intelligence to back it up mm. um as far as we know the the uh, the russian vessel only offloaded um ammunition for our special forces and that order was placed around 2019 2020 and uh, approval for that was granted by the national conventional arms control committee so that mm. that was all above board it was placed before the invasion and that ammunition was um, destined for the russian caliber weapons that the special forces used in very small numbers uh, south africa doesn't manufacture russian caliber weaponry and it doesn't make sense for our ammunition industry or our weapons industry to supply russia because firstly there's very little that uh, the Russians need from us or mm-hmm. can even use from us. Mm-hmm. For instance, they are short of uh, artillery ammunition, but our biggest supplier, Rheinmetall and Ammunition, they make um, NATO caliber uh, ammunition, which is completely different. And anyway, the the Lady R had a relatively small displacement, about 7,000 tons, which wouldn't be able to give 
give much um, uh, payload to, to the Russians. So from the very beginning, it didn't make mm-hmm. sense. And mm-hmm. in December, Defence Minister Tandi Madise said that the only things that were taken on or off the vessel were, were that payload for the special forces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is then what makes the stance then or the response from the presidency that there would then be an inquiry chaired by a retired judge to look into this matter quite bizarre because one how do you not know surely to find out whether or not this happened you pick up the phone you speak to your minister an entire inquiry suggests that um they're not quite sure what's happening here or is it was it a response where you now suddenly feel pressure you have a u.s ambassador making these claims um you know the whole world picks up on on the story now you have to appear to to be taking this seriously and so you want an investigation does it make sense guy it was the whole thing was handled very badly by the south african side so when the news of the lady r first first emerged uh, the government, our government, was very secretive about it, and only belatedly said that it was a consignment for ammunition. And the most recent statements um, by the presidency, they didn't um, clearly um, deny that uh, weaponry was loaded onto the vessel. But then eventually, um, the National Convention Arms Control Committee, they said, no, we don't have any records of uh, weapons being approved for export to Russia. Um, I spoke to Danelle um, yesterday. They said they definitely didn't supply anything. So that the only possibility then is that um, some other company might have uh, smuggled weapons onto the Lady R. But I find that extremely unlikely because this the vessel was docked in a naval base. So for, for some company to to sneak weapons on mm. <laughs> an active naval base. Highly unlikely. So I think the overall the response was just very poor. Our government was extremely secretive. They didn't um, address the rumours in time, and the whole thing got blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Guy Martin will have to park it there. Editor of Defence Web, an online African defence and security news publication. Thank you very much for your time with us this morning. Professor Waldo Krochel from the School of Economics at uh, the Northwest University. Good morning to you, Prof. Thank you for your time uh, with us this morning. Sh- you, this this matter is, is clearly not only about which side of uh, of the war that one is on. There are questions around law, but as we know, the perception of what is is happening in in the country matters as well. That's also why the comments from the U.S. Um, ambassador uh, were so were so damaging in in the way in the way that that they were we also saw the the rand tanking um extensively as well would you attribute that tanking to the comments from from the ambassador that uh, south africa loaded arms on a russian vessel good morning i i think that definitely played a role on thursday afternoon uh, when the news broke and the president responded in parliament etc but the rand was already on the back foot from wednesday uh, and I think other factors played a role in that. Uh, but adding on to that, uh, this news about possibly loading weapons, etc., uh, didn't help. It created a fair bit of uncertainty and the markets responded uh, with a sell-off of the RAND.
It's a lot of conversation happening really globally about South Africa and Russia. It was earlier on in this year in January where we hosted uh, Russia's foreign minister. Of course, despite all of the criticism around it, now there's um, all of this about uh, about the Lady R, um, which, you know, uh, docked uh, late last year. We know, of course, that that uh, BRIC summit coming up later on in the year. There's plenty happening. But there's also, of course, the 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 issue around AGOA as, as well and the delegation also that was sent to the U.S., the calls between Naledu Pando and Anthony Blinken. Where are we? How do you characterize this this moment, really, uh, you know, South Africa, our position globally, but also how we relate with with, with, with a big a big partner, a big friend in, in the U.S.? That's right. And I think we are we are sort of in a difficult spot between these different competing superpowers uh, and and we have uh, alliances and allegiances uh, in different directions uh, and it, that creates uncertainty about where we stand yeah. and in a way that that gets reflected again in in market prices uh, i think uh, there's a lot of comments about a goa being lost now etc but, but that's premature um mm. i think that they we don't know uh, what was discussed in those meetings in the U.S. And we also don't really know uh, what decisions will be taken a year or a year and a half down the line. Uh, what is true, though, is that there is a lot to lose. And I don't think we should uh, we should be careful mm. about uh, managing that relationship in a way that... Uh, still opens that market to us, yes. Is there a lot to lose on both sides? Of course, we have plenty to lose if we don't have good relations with, with the USA. But what do they lose from this? A, a caller just a moment ago also suggesting that uh, we, we need to ensure that we're not being bullied by, by the US. It's a difficult one. Uh, I think trade benefits both sides. Uh, if if you're buying yeah. and selling each other's goods and services, that's always a positive thing. Uh, companies wouldn't engage in that if they're not doing business and making profit, etc. So, so they uh, exporting their goods to us, and and we exporting our. Uh, platinum and cars and catalytic converters and things to them, that, that's beneficial to, to both sides. Uh, and in a way, uh, we are uh, really the the ones that benefit most from the AGOA agreement uh, because uh, we are able to uh, sell a lot of our product there at very low tariffs or at no tariffs at all. Do we run the risk also of inviting hostility, if you will, from from um, the, the EU or from, from parts of Europe? To the extent that they are aligned with the U.S. in this, yes. And I think in a way, I'm an economist, so I shouldn't speculate too much, but I think the Europeans uh, feel this war in the Ukraine much closer to themselves. And in in a way that that creates the perception that why aren't we on their side with this? Uh, So perception-wise, it's it's very tricky and, and difficult waters to navigate. In in 10 seconds, Prof, is the SA government handling this well and communicating well about this? I think they are probably communicating behind the scenes. Uh, but like the president's statement in Parliament on Thursday seemed a bit blunt and uh, too short, really, to, to calm fears uh, amongst currency traders, etc. So more communication uh, would be definitely a good thing. Absolutely. Professor Waldo Krichel from the School of Economics at the Northwest University. Thank you very much for your time with us this morning.